My name is Lewis and I am the host of the Winsider podcast. I'm a lecturer, mental health professional and committed change maker and my goal for this podcast is simple. To provide you with lessons myself and others have learned over the course of their careers to help you channel and express your magnificence to the world. I am beyond honoured to be joined in this week's episode by Matty Goddard. Matty is an activist, creative and co-founder of 1148 Productions and UK Refugee Support Community. This conversation actually happened over a year ago and for a very frustrating amount of time I couldn't gain access to the audio, the file was corrupted and I was sitting on this conversation that I really felt would impact and inspire many, many, many people. Our conversation today covers purpose, reflections from Matty's time in Cali and the driving force behind her work within the creative industries. I respect and admire Matty deeply. I find her drive and passion for challenging structure not only inspiring but invigorating and honestly it's one of the happiest moments of this year so far being able to relocate and uncorrupt this file to make it accessible to you guys listening today. So with that being said, grab a notepad if that's your thing, brew a tea, a coffee, whatever makes you feel comfortable and let's jump right in. How's it going, Matty? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Just, yeah, I'm just chilling, just inside, at home. That's mm, <laughs> fair. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Just getting used to lockdown, strangely. Like, at this point now, it's become, like, the norm, in a sense, that I was actually yeah. saying to someone the other day, um, I've worked in my post, in both posts, longer from home than I have actually in the office or in person in, 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 in schools or in universities, which is crazy at this point. So like working from home for me in a minute feels really normal, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's such a weird thought that, yeah, you've just been at, doing that at home longer than that's mad. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, up to this point now, it's like a year, literally like a year working from home pretty much. And yeah, strange, but I think it's just part and parcel of the times we're in. Right. And I just feel like, as well with this the possibility of being free from it potentially mm. i don't know it, it seems i feel optimistic but um yeah yeah how have things been with you at your end during lockdown and how have you been finding it and are things all good i mean in all honesty this one this third one has been a tricky one for me mm. um I think like the first one was kind of, and I'm sure so many people have said this, right? Mm. The first one was kind of like, I needed that so much. Mm-hmm. Like the time that it came, I was kind of going through a lot of stuff personally. Like my mental health was at like an all time low mm-hmm. and it came along and I went back to Norwich where I'm from. Yeah. And it was like the first time I'd ever just properly like looked after myself. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. got into a routine started appreciating the small things that I needed it so much and then I think the second one I don't really know second one kind of just four weeks came and went didn't really feel like it now this one's just kind of like it different to be honest Mm. um I don't know I think it just seems so intense that we had like the kind of glimpse of normality right 
and now and then it all just got shut down so quick mm. I think you know I feel like January was pretty tough but I think I'm coming out of it now you know the weather's getting a bit better everything's you know getting a bit lighter mm. and I'm feeling hopeful at the moment I'm feeling good at the moment I've got back into routines you know I'm feeling good so yeah yeah I mean it's it's a strange one uh, and I feel like as we're kind of progressing towards the end, like you say, it's just everything feel, can feel very intense. Um, and, you know, the the weather that's been going on recently has kind of made you think, well, wow, like, you know, maybe there is some normality at the end of the tunnel. Maybe we can all feel like something, uh, I suppose, that we're used to, which is just being able to do what we kind of want to do for the most part. So I definitely feel you on that. And it's very, very exciting to to have that as a possibility but you know you can never be too hopeful nowadays that's the one thing that the pandemic has (laughs) taught me anyway but you know I'm glad um that you know considering everything that you kind of have gone through in the the different lockdowns and stuff that you're 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 in a you know a good ish space considering where we are so yeah I'm glad to hear that um Obviously, I know you and the and the work that you're doing, but I think it could be really useful, for, obviously, for the listeners. Um, if you just talk a little bit about what it is that you do, um, where is your currently situated work wise and and project wise, and you know, give the listeners a flavour for for you, I suppose. So, if that's cool, that'd be awesome. Yeah, of course. So, um, I'm from Norwich, which is quite a small city, literally the other side to Bristol, which is where I'm living now. Um, I'm currently studying drama at UWE. I'm in my second year. Um, I mean, in terms of what I do, so it feels weird saying this. I never, like, I find it get really imposter syndrome using these words. But um, So I'm a writer, I'm an activist. Um, I'm part of a production company called 1148 Productions. So what we do is we try and amplify and centre voices in the creative industries and the arts that aren't heard enough. Um you know, we want to create discussion around topical issues and just amplify and kind of pass the mic, basically. So that's what we do. Um, and then I'm one of the founders of an organisation called the UK Refugee Support Community. So that was founded in August. So me and my friend Barney, big up Barney, um, he, you know, we had been to Calais a few times to work with um, refugees in the kind of settlements over there. And since lockdown happened, you know, we wanted to go to Calais, but logistically and financially as well, we couldn't really afford it last year. So, you know, Barney kind of made this group chat, right? And he was like, right, let's do something here with people that um, he knew wanted to get involved. And it literally started with genuinely five people in a group chat. And now it's like a Facebook group with 1.4K Um members which is insane so what we do is we focus on supporting refugees who like mostly new arrivals but refugees who are in the UK because there's a massive misconception that when people arrive in the UK that everything's calm Mm -hmm. that everything's blessed they're sorted which is not true at all Mm -hmm. so um you know we look at kind of logistical support legal support and the big thing that we push for is social support to be honest um because you know, the UK should not be another hell for someone who has just come from the most immense kind of trauma and stuff. So we kind of want to facilitate that space, um, make people feel as welcome as they can. And 
yeah, that's what we do. We also have another side to it, which is um, just kind of awareness and education because, you know, at the moment we're kind of putting plasters on the wound, which is great because we're helping people, but we need to solve these problems and things that people face from the inside out. So we're looking at awareness around refugees, you know, anti-racist work and just being transparent with it all, really. There's, there's a lot in there for me I want to I want to unpack in in a sense um, and we'll talk about it all we'll talk about this sort of creative space um, and what that's like for you um, but the first thing that came into my mind just listening to you and obviously that's where I met you that's where I met Barney that's where I met you know that came into contact with the work that you guys are doing and I think it's a fantastic fantastic um, project that's really centered um, in what I'd, I'd call like youth-based activism, and I don't mean that in a in a patronising way. I, I think that's the the way that activism should be facilitated and created. It should be for you know uh, you know young people, and it should be young people at the forefront, particularly with pressing social issues that are affecting us. Right, so that's why I come into contact with you guys, um, and you talked about you know working you know, in the, in the refugee camps. Do you want to, if you want to, of course, unpack what that experience was like and, and what that taught you um, about the, I don't know, not to put words in your mouth in, in, a, in any way, but the complexities surrounding Britain and how Britain works and, and just in terms of the refugee experience in general. Is that something that you kind of want to unpack? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in all honesty, I think, going there and seeing everything that's what has given me the passion that is what has given me the drive because you know until I researched properly until I mean I always knew what was going on but because the media that we view anyway that is like shoved in our faces had stopped reporting it in all honesty I didn't really think or know what was going on until I went and Barney said to me he was like basically just like yo do you want to go to Calais and do this and I was like yeah okay and then we went and we went quite a few times and you know being there it was so surreal at first and it just made me so angry Mm. like that's the thing I was so angry and I didn't I could not comprehend at all how you know governments institutions whatever were just letting people live like this it's not even living like it's like seeing the worst, most traumatic news story in front of you. You know, they are being treated horrendously. And I know this is obvious, but these are real human beings with real lives, with families, with degrees, with jobs. Obviously, you know, we know that, but people don't think that. People think they're a statistic. People think refugees are, you know, awful. They think they're going to ruin things, which is just, I cannot comprehend how people think this at all and I always think when you know you hear people talking about kind of sorry I've lost my channel thought but when you think um hear people talking about all the negative things negative things about refugees you know and you just think you have no idea if you got put into that position you know you would want to be able to go to a safe country. You would want people to help you. Mm-hmm. And I think going there, it just opened up a whole kind of 
different thing that I'd just never seen before. I, I remember coming back the first time after going for Calais. So, and for like a month or so afterwards, I was just angry. Mm. I was frustrated. I didn't understand how everyone wasn't talking about this every single day, how everyone wasn't thinking about this every single day. And I think that's going into it a bit is a problem you kind of mentally face as an activist as well. You know, just having, especially when you get a burnout, right, you just go through these stages of just pure anger and confusion and frustration. You think, why is no one else talking about this? Why are people not feeling this passion? And it's so frustrating, but you've got to, but it also makes you lose focus. You know, that anger, you've got to put it into something because otherwise it will take you over and you will just burn out completely. So I think... You know, going there, meeting people. I'm still in contact with so many people that I met the first time, the second time, third time. Some people are here. I've seen them a lot. Some people are still trying to get here. Um, And I think, you know, it was a big kind of reality check. And it just made me passionate and it just made me want to do more. 100%. And I think that kind of activism, um, being on the forefront, but not the, being at the forefront rather being in the sort of the literal and f- like f- like figurative trenches you know of 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 being in those spaces this is what i say to people sometimes and i say there's different types of activism right and i think activist is a term that is used a lot but there's different types and there's different levels to it and i think that what you do and what you guys do at the at the 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 community that you guys have, have created is just it's it's right in the the space of where things are happening and it's happening in front of you you're absorbing that that's going to have an impact on you and it's going to have an impact like you said on the anger that you that you harbor towards systems and people but also the the trauma that you see and absorb as well like it's a very um visceral experience being in those spaces and having to see and experience that um which is why i think what you guys do is is so so amazing and and so commendable because you know there's like i said the different levels and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way but you know putting something online and and, and talking uh, like myself is not the same as being in the actual spaces where things are happening every single day and being able to actually put yourself in those spaces uh, it's, it's a totally different level. Um, so again, uh, that's why I wanted to unpack it because I think you touched on something so important in the sense that as a country, as a community, as a as a as a wider civilization, we don't necessarily know the depth of what's going on because it's not shown to us. So having that experience and, and talking about you know what it's actually like over there, or or at least alluding to what it's like, kind of op- not opens people's eyes, but hopefully pricks their interest in, in that space so we touched on the anger but you know in that space like is there hope within that space is there is there a a sense of good things are coming within the people that are within those 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 camps or is it a just survival mode activated because yeah, again it'd be something that's really useful for the listeners to understand and and, and pick up from so yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about what the actual the the community within those those spaces are like? Yeah, of course. So I think um, 
you know, it's so it's so varied, right? It's so different. So there are different camps and settlements mm-hmm. that you work at. And it all, the way I see it is kind of dependent on the location from France, across France to England. Yeah, so it's like the people in some places, so you go to a camp in um, Belgium, mm. in Brussels, and, you know, there's about 500 people living in a park there. And they have literally walked there from a range of places, you know, from all over the world, pretty much. And they, you know, they are tired and they are angry because they have just come and they've thought, you know, they're going to be able to claim asylum. They're going to be safe when they reach Europe, which is not the truth. You know, then there's people who are in Calais. So from Calais across the channel and I don't know the exact figures, but I think it's around 30 miles, right? So they're so close and they're hopeful and it's a lot more kind of, oh, I'll see you in the UK. Oh, can you take me back with you? This kind of thing. Mm. It's it's a range in all of them, right? But I think, you know, some people are, you see the level of community that people have in the camps and, you know, the level of humanity that they show and you just think, like it just doesn't make sense to me like some of the people I've met there are the most and this is you know this is a blatant thing the most kind genuine intelligent incredible people that I've ever met and ever will meet and I think you know some people are so angry some people are so hopeful some people are so sad and it's just such a range and it's hard to put your finger on it because you know when you go and you kind of volunteer there or you work with people or you talk to someone on the phone who's there, you have no idea what you're going to get because sometimes it's laughter like, oh, I reached the UK, I'm here. Like, I remember once I woke up um, to a message and this guy that I met had just literally sent me his location and he was in Birmingham and I was like, what? Like, that's (laughs) insane. And then, you know, the next week you speak to someone and they're like, I've tried three times and I couldn't get over, you know, so it's such a there's such a range of emotions and I think I do feel hopeful sometimes because you know this kind of work has introduced me to so many people you know people like you obviously I already knew Barney um the others on the event Harvey, Surya, Lucia so big up all of them um and has created that kind of community and you know when I talk to people it does give me hope 100% and then you know you see Pretty Patel's announce this new law and you think it's like it's like it's a constant fight Mm. it's a constant fight right and you know I think I've said this before but we are actually living in a time where we actively have to resist the government to get any form of equality to get any form of justice and to me that concept is so real to us and it's happening but it just seems so wrong do you know what I mean absolutely um and I think, yeah, it's uh, the the resistance part. You know, I know this this podcast is is unpacking, uh, you know, success so to speak. But I do believe, and this is why I, I think it's a great conversation to have. Um, in terms of just generally, um, as individuals that are, are looking to be quote unquote successful, understanding that there are things that go on around us every single day 
that we're not aware of, we don't pay attention to, we don't put energy into because it's just not spoken about, right? And I feel like it puts into perspective how fortunate we are in this space to call ourselves quote-unquote activists or campaigners and, and fight alongside and at some at some points on behalf of marginalised and oppressed groups. But, and that's not, by the way, that's not me putting on my, my cape and saying uh, superhero fucking save the world shit. That's not what I'm saying. But I mean, like, it puts us in a position where we can be like, okay, like, if we're looking to be successful, the conditions for us to be successful, yes, they're going to be difficult at times. Yes, they're going to push us, you know, uh, against re- obstacles that we don't want to be, you know, in contact with. But the reality is, for most of us, our living conditions are one of the safest, like, you know, components of our existence. And I think that was what opened my eyes when I started looking to it. And I'm not nowhere near as clued up as you guys. But when you start to process that and you think, like, this is not a a certainty. These guys are here, but that doesn't mean that they're now safe. Like, that that doesn't mean it at all. And uh, the thing that we take for granted, the most basic part of our lived experience, having a safe space to go, for most of us, is just, you know, totally up in the air for, for, for you know, these, these these beautiful souls that are, are trying to, to, to seek asylum. So I just wanted to add that in because I think perspective in the creative spaces, which we'll talk about as well later on, within entrepreneurial spaces, within workplace uh, spaces as well, like, you know, perspective and, and understanding that, right, like, you know, there are a lot of things that go on in my day, but these are the things that we can be grateful for. And we have an opportunity to feed in within our own personal work to help and support groups that need our help and support. It allows you to approach success, so to speak, from a different vantage point, a, a place of, of giving and a place of like just like warmth, I suppose, in a sense. I've gone off on a bit of a rant now, but this normal. If you've got, if you've listened to these episodes before, you you just knew it was coming. So here it is. There's the first rant already done. Um, but you know, I think uh, I think those are some really really important points that you you've raised. And I just want to ask you a question again. Lots of questions, but like, how do you deal with your mentals your mentals coming back from that? You touched on it briefly, but let's say, how do you deal with your mentals after coming back? Um, from from helping out and how do you deal with your mentors on a day-to-day basis with the activism that you do that you want to touch on that yes I think good question first of all it's a big one Um, (laughs) I think like currently day-to-day with doing this kind of like work or activism I think you know and I just want to touch on something that you said talking about the different levels right and I think there are so many different kinds of activism, so many different causes, so many different, you know, things that people are passionate about and want to do. But ultimately, we're all kind of working for, you know, I see you could have five different types of activists, but ultimately, they're still working for the same kind of foundation, right? And I think day to day, I find it overwhelming some days, because, you know, we have use social media because we're in a pandemic we've used social media to kind of build our group and you know I'm so grateful for that and it's amazing but 
truth be told, I hate going on my phone. Mm. I hate it. <laughs> like, I turned off notifications on, like, all apps because, you know, I find it a lot. And I think you've got to set those boundaries for yourself as well. And I think that's a really important thing when you use social media to work and, you know, for your causes. I think, you know, elements of kind of remembering why you're doing it and that's a key part as well. And I think if I'm completely honest, I never ever thought that it would kind of get this big which I'm so glad it has, but, like, I never thought that. And I think that was kind of alarming sometimes. I remember just around, like, December, Christmas, I had a massive period of burnout and just general kind of problems with my mental health. Kind of, they were quite interlinked, I think, and I just felt, you know, you get days where you just think, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it. You know, why am I doing it? And then something will happen. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be a conversation with someone. It can be, you know, like watching something, reading something. But something will kind of snap you back into reality. I mean, I think a big thing was like the event we did. And if people haven't watched that, please do, because it was amazing. After that, I had this feeling that lasted for like two weeks of just like, oh, my God, this is why I'm doing it, you know. And I think you need to do things like this to kind of keep it going. But I think, you know, I'm not going to lie and say it isn't hard because people see the end result. And that's why I think it's so good to unpack these things like you're doing. People see, you know, the successful event. People see the successful Instagram posts. People see all these things, but they don't know about, like, the journey and, you know, how long it took to get there. They don't know about those things because, you know, I feel like as humans, we don't always show the journey. And I think people are starting to more which is incredible. Um, I think transparency is a big thing. Mm. I think that is so important um, in any kind of work, but especially this kind of work, because, you know, there are highs and there are lows. And I think a lot of the time on social media, obviously we just see the highs. And I think that's why it's so good to incorporate kind of activism and transparency with social media. So you have a different kind of... um, consuming you know you're consuming different things 100% I think you've made you've made so many good points in that um I want to start off with burnout um because I think definitely something that hits us all um and I say us in, in the sense of just creatives activists entrepreneurs especially like you say you made a very like there's a point I was kind of thinking of but like didn't ever put down or articulate but it's it's the, it's the point that our social media platforms have become everything for us at the same time and i think that's majorly something that's overlooked in terms of of well-being when it's the method of which you connect to your friends also the method of which you work also the method by which you get relief also the method by which you know you just kind of try to disconnect it becomes everything at once and it's jarring at times when you know uh i i had a i had something the other day i posted up um a book recommendation on Project Zazie is a book, uh, it's called Whites on Race and Other Falsehoods. And someone just commented underneath it, racist, right? And for me, like, it sounds so, like, now it sounds stupid. But I looked at it and I just, I felt like, 
I felt like paying someone to trace that like internet connection right, and just be like, where is this guy? I want to find this person. Like, I want to find it. So I go on the page and it's like California. So I'm thinking, I can't go to California. I'm not even going to respond to it. But it's that same point. Like, maybe at that point I was slightly a little burned out or doing a lot of work in particular spaces because at that point I was like, you know what? It, I said this on in many different spaces. Anyone can get it. This was next on the list. Like, but it's a it's a very real point when social media becomes everything. It it can really heighten and intensify feelings that you have towards your like yourself and the community that you're part of. Which is why shout out to Harvey um, because I don't know anybody else that does the amount of volume on the stories, responding to things on a day-to-day week-to-week basis i think the, the volume is just like superhuman at this point um like all of us have had burnout at some point and i'm sure harvey has you know we've spoken about it but like the burnout doesn't seem to have it because he's just so like consistent with it right but it's a very important point that you raise in terms of, of burning out and looking after yourself within that space and one thing that i would suggest just for people in general is, is at times stop thinking of yourself as a doer and more as a thinker because it's the thinking game that really does pay like dividends in the long term like taking time to think and read and absorb without any end goal you know that just reading for the purpose of absorbing information and learning has, has transformed my work and for the most part calmed me down except for those stupid comments from, from now every now and again um but you know again it's that sort of like you touched you touched on transparency as well which i think truthfully i do, i see a lot of activists quote unquote um for audio listeners it's just me doing the sort of quotation marks and you know i think there's it, it, you know when someone's being authentic and transparent truthfully i think you guys do it uh harvey's another prime example um truth again definition of transparent uh across the board and i think that's very important because it, it allows you to contextualize yourself and it sets those boundaries and it sets those frameworks for people to look at you and go okay don't ask me to do that don't ask me to do this don't ask me to comment on this you know where you stand so some really really important points um within that so thank you and again you know if you're listening to this and you're in that sort of activist sphere, make sure that you're taking that time to process what's going on uh, and to understand that burnout is going to hit you at some point and it's important to kind of lean into that burnout and just take the time out as opposed to working through it. Because trust me, when it hits you, as I'm sure you know as well, it hits you hard and it puts you out for a bit. So, you know, it's better to take a rest for a few weeks than take a bit of time out for a few months and and really have to recuperate so take it from someone or people you know who who have gone through that that experience so thank you um i want to switch gears a little bit because you know you did mention when you were talking about yourself the sort of creative space um that you're in and i feel like this sort of uh the production company that you have also has a bit of an activist flair to it you know in terms of amplifying voices and creatives within that space so do you want to talk a little bit about that and what that, that you've, you've spoken about it of course like briefly but like would you say that's a activist project or would you just say it's just something that's born out of just passion for your industry you want to touch on that yeah so i think um you know it's definitely a mixture right so 
I mean, kind of the theatre and the creative industry is, even though I'm in it and I love it, it's always something that I've had a love-hate relationship with because I feel like, again, it's another industry or whatever institution, whatever you want to say, that isn't transparent. And some of it, I really... It really jars me and I really don't like it and I really don't get on with it but some of it I love it and I think you know we are seeing more than ever but there's not enough you know we need to see people paving the way in different ways of creativity you know we have seen Shakespeare done four thousand times and I'm tired I'm so tired um but like you know we need to I I kind of think if you're not with creative things, with music, with poetry, with films, if it's not about something and if it's not for a reason, you know, why are you doing it? So, yeah, it's definitely born out of passion and activism. I mean, the way it started is me and two of my closest friends, Mars and Surya. Um, so we met at uni and, you know, we, we just, like, gelled immediately, like, so quickly. And it's like, you know when you meet people and you're like... We're going to be friends. And it was literally just like that. Like, And within kind of the first few months, we realised that we were kind of, we had the exact same views on kind of socially, like politically, but also creatively as well. And I think that's a big thing because we just had the same visions and we just started talking. And once they were like in the library and I went to meet them, because we always would do this before a lecture, like every week, um, and I was like, oh, guys, I was thinking, I don't know what you think about this, but I'd quite like to, like, it might sound a bit weird, don't know what you think, um, but I kind of want, like, a start some kind of company. And they were, like, they were sitting there, like, just straight-faced, and they were like, should we tell her? And I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? And they were like, oh, I don't know, should we tell her? And they were like, yeah, we've been we've been talking. We're starting a company, and we want you in it. And I was like, sweet, then, basically. So we didn't know what to call it. Um, we were thinking about it, then we just looks at the time it was 11:48 so <laughs> that's how I was born to be honest um and then you know this was around february march last year so we i don't know i just can't describe it we just have the same visions we have the same ideas and we want to pave a new way in the industries and we want to change things because we're sick of seeing shakespeare but also we're sick of seeing other things um kind of how traditional and you know just dominated it is and it has been for years and I think you know we need to see change 100% I think you know we just we want that and we want to do it so we just thought let's just do it ourselves you know instead of kind of you know there are some incredible actors incredible kind of directors and people are changing it but it's not enough and I think that's why like a lot of British actors go to America um because I think you know there's only so many things that they can do here and I think people see more chances there but that's a whole different thing um but yeah I think we just have the same vision and we just want to change it so yeah I had a feeling when I had I saw 11 for you I'm thinking Where's that name coming from? Thinking, I think it was just one of them ones where it's like looks at the time and this dope. I love it. I think it's like really, um, it's just it's reflective of like the times 
that we're in, if that even makes sense, I don't know if it makes sense, but I love it, and I think, you know, I I love creative industries, um, I love the artistry within it, and, you know, I resonate deeply on this Shakespeare, um, and just the sort of conventional, like, artists that we're taught about, and yeah, amazing, like, minds, and brilliant thinkers, and, you know, revolutionary in many many ways but at the same time like you said like how many fucking times do you want to put uh a shakespeare play on or a goddamn like even for me right it's like pe- people talk about shakespeare and they're like you know shakespeare you know so ahead of the game with othello you know it's like what do you mean by that firstly like hey man like we're we trying to unpack that because like we can go if you want but like it's it's that sort of ignoring the artistry that exists around us and has been existing around that same time in, in many different spaces uh, and, and how, I suppose, in a way, you know, throughout a time in history, certain creatives, because obviously Shakespeare was a creative before creatives were <laughs> a thing, kind of monopolised the, the, the performance industries in particular. And you kind of see the same thing with, with music uh, um, or, you know, in in sort of... Even comic book spaces, I'm, I'm, I've like recently got back into my, my comics and it's just like why are all these motherfucking superheroes white like what what are we doing with this like i'm sure like you know this is some sort of deep <laughs> subliminal program in here like did superman have to be white or are we you know what i mean this is like i don't know but it, it does raise the question from a from a place of like uh, growth and maturity like questioning these spaces and I'm so glad that you guys are doing it because one again not to patronise I am also young myself but you know you're young you're not in the industry or haven't been around the industry long enough to be institutionalised by it and I think that's where the change happens when you're in the space but you're not consumed by the space Did that, does that make sense so I just want to again commend you for the work that you're doing within that um, and I want to touch on you know before we wrap up like as a creative with those ideas that are different and you're trying to challenge a structure because I know people within the the creative spaces that come to me and they say I've got all these ideas but fuck no one wants them right now because they're too problematic or they're too challenging or they're too uh you know um, inflammatory those are the words that are usually thrown about like how do you look after yourself as creatives in that space but also you know eventually producers of, of, of content and, and are pro- putting on productions like how do you deal with that do you deal with that I just like to unpack it because I'm, I'm personally quite curious about that so yeah I mean big big um like question I think it can be so difficult sometimes um because with creative things right mm. it's difficult because everyone has an opinion yeah everyone has an opinion and in my eyes, nothing can be objectively bad. You know, mm. say if you're at uni and you're handing something in, mm. you don't get a good mark. Mm. doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's a person's opinion when it's something like theatre and drama. Mm. And I think it can be so hard to take. I had a massive thing where I was like, um, you know, I hate acting. I'm done with it. I hate acting. I'm just going to do directing. And I love directing. I love kind of creating and writing. That's my main thing. But recently I've been like, come on, mate, like, allow yourself a bit. Like, you're not done with it. Mm. You just got pissed off once because 
you didn't get a good mark or you didn't like the role you got cast as. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think you need to be so headstrong and you need to just keep going. That's what I would say to anyone who is any kind of creative, keep going because, you know, you just need to experiment. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses, but those weaknesses don't mean you should never do it. Mm. You know, it just means you kind of need to do it differently or you might want to do it differently, but just keep trying and experiment. I think, you know, it's a big thing and it seems so daunting. I, I get weird about it. Like, I'll submit a piece of poetry into a magazine and be like, yeah, I got it published, but like, won't tell anyone when it's out. I still do this. And I'll like message Miles in Syria and be like, oh, there's this script or like poem I did. Like, I'm sending it to you. It's awful. But like, just thought I'd tell you and they'll be like, it's sick. Stop doing this. And like, I don't learn from it. So I struggle with that a lot. And I think, you know, you've just got to remember that you have opinions on stuff. So not everyone is going to like what you do, like you don't like what everyone does. And I think there's so many different forms and as well, touching on what I was saying before, that's what we're trying to look at because, you know, we need to see more voices amplified um, in terms of everything, in terms of race, gender, whatever, in the creative industries. Like Netflix making a Black Lives Matter little kind of... Mm series of films that they're going to keep up for two weeks and taking it away that's not doing it (laughs) that's not it you know it needs to be consistent it needs to have pioneers and people present because ultimately you know creativity is protest theater is protest that's the way i see it writing is protest you know these are all acts of resistance and forms of resistance because they were born from resisting the norm you know back in the day theater used to be literally just for entertainment right they'd have like women weren't allowed it would just be white people women weren't allowed you know men would wear masks to be women and they'd just be cracking some jokes and like being on the stage um this was like greek theater right and then as the years went on and the centuries moved on it became you know the modernist movement became kind of like theatre for discussion, theatre for education. And it has slowly built and built from that. And we've got used to what it is now, but we need to keep it going and we need to keep increasing it, I think. Mm, Absolutely. I love what you said about creativity being a form of protest. I I really, I really love that. and I I, I agree with it 100% because, you know, it's, it's... bit of synchronicity I suppose it's just thought I was literally like not pondering but it's just you know uh creation and 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 putting ideas down and challenging through like creation is like the most authentic form of expression in my eyes too um and I feel like with that ethos at the forefront of what it is you're doing you know that's a very powerful ethos to like back you in a sense and I, I love I love the I, I love the advice rather that you're giving to to people about just kind of you know being headstrong and 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 having to kind of put yourselves out there sometimes and I would have to echo that as well I think there are so many amazing ideas out there with the young people that I work with kind of within my spaces um they don't have the confidence to put that forward because they're afraid of of that rejection so to speak but what I like to say at that point is that they're not rejecting you they're rejecting 
the ideas that you've put forward and it's not that the ideas aren't good it's just that the way that these people have been taught to view your creation is a product of years and years and years and years of reinforced like oh this is how you got to do it um and you will hit resistance but for me there was a point in my creative space where you know i viewed rejection as a negative thing but now it's probably the most positive feedback that i get because it shows me i'm just on that cusp of where i need to be because if it's not quite right yet it means that it will be in in a due amount of time in a short amount of time opinions and things will change and if it's just controversial enough or just challenging like belief systems or just putting yourself in between what's accepted and what's quote unquote challenging you're in that sweet spot and the rejections you know are part and parcel of that process but they are showing you that you're kind of on that that next wave that comes because creativity and creation and everything like that comes in waves in a, in a sense so i think that's really 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 dope advice um so thank you um it's been really really nice to talk to you about the different things that you're up to um and just to pick your brain on some things because like i said you know i really enjoy and i'm inspired by the work that you do and the work that you know that the, you guys are doing the the refugee community i think it's amazing stuff uh i've been to one of your events and it you know as you said it kind of made you feel like an elevated space for like two weeks afterwards absolutely the same for me and i think that's what happens when you bring like-minded people together in a space and just allow them to vibe out with each other and share ideas and, and mix and and match different perspectives so i've really enjoyed it i love the work that you're doing and I think, you know, the work that you're continuing to do into the future, if that makes sense, because I'm trying to merge tenses together <laughs> in a sense, but the work that you will, you work that you will do in addition to the work that you're doing now will have an incredibly positive impact on people. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of the community for the work that you guys are doing um, and, you know, the wisdom that you've shared uh, today. I think it's going to be really impactful for the people that listen. So thank you. Thank you so much um, for your kind words as well. Um, I just kind of wanted to finish by saying something, and I think this goes for personal things, this yep. goes for creative things, and this goes for activism, mm -hmm. whatever, entrepreneurship, anything. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say, like, something that I've had a big thing with, right, is, you know, if you're submitting a piece of work, if you're submitting something creative, whatever, and you get rejected just building on what you said mm. that is a powerful thing right because you're almost there mm. if they don't want it send it somewhere else if they don't want it send it somewhere else keep sending it if you don't find anyone that wants it make the space yourself do it yourself you know create that space have other people give stuff to you because there's a space for everything and i think you know just keep going with it and yeah i think you know you'll meet people you'll find people you'll create a space you'll create a community if you can't find something that you want that you want your stuff to be a part of just make it yourself just do it yourself um so yeah i just kind of wanted to finish by saying that but yeah again thank you for your kind words you're an inspiration as well um and it's been so good talking to you thank you no no it's, it's honestly my pleasure and i think that's a really important piece of advice as well um you know create the space doesn't mean starting a company in certain instances. It means starting a social media channel. It means creating a platform to share 
different ideas and different concepts that you know may invite other people to share their ideas and concepts and the next thing you know you've got a little community going on right so it doesn't mean you have to go out and start a business so to speak or you know it, it means literally taking the first step into creating that space whether that's a social media channel whether that's starting a blog whether that's a youtube channel whether that's tiktok even though i personally still don't understand that app i've tried i'm really trying but it's still confusing me um but you know what will feel right for you to create that platform and i think it's really really good advice if you can't find the space through others create the space yourself so thank you so much i appreciate it um and that's something that I think is going to really land with the, the people that, that tune into this episode. So thank you, Matty. I appreciate it a lot. And, you know, we'll have you on again. I think we can have this uh, conversation multiple times through multiple episodes. You know, there's no one invite and then that's it. Unless you're, unless you're Wes. Wes is the, the two times Wes was, you know, I didn't even want him the second time. The first time was just like, uh, he's just in my bubble. But second time it was like, mm, my God, like, all right, second time we can do that. <laughs> But you know, uh, the only exception is 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 Wes. Um, I'm joking. He he'll be back soon. Um, like I said, I just needed a break from him because um, yeah, a bit of an idiot to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for this one, but I don't care. Like, find me, bro. You know where I am. Like, pull up if you're really that. If you're really that. Uh, you're really that G with it. But yeah, thank you so much, Matty. I appreciate it. You're always welcome on. Um, the next time maybe bring the whole crew through. We can have a a big sort of uh six seven man link up and have a conversation that'd be amazing so yeah sounds good thank you Let, yeah let's do it that would be amazing um thank you so much no problem it's been incredible. Thank you. no problem <laughs>